0: your permission, Lord Jesus Christ, truly present among us in the most blessed sacrament. This upcoming weekend, we're going to read about James and John and their request to our Lord. It's right after the third prediction of his passion. We hear that James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came forward to him and said to him, Teacher, you want to do for us whatever we ask. Now, I don't know. Right off the bat, um, you know, they, they're asking in a particular way. Um, and we get, we get this. Lord, we get it. <laughs> when someone comes up, when someone asks you, I don't know, I get this with priests all the time, where it's like, oh, hey, Father Casey, are you doing anything on Saturday afternoon <laughs> or Saturday evening?" And before I answer, like, I want to know why they're asking, right? Because if it's like, oh, because, you know, you want to stay at my vigil mass and cover my parish so I could go out, so I could just go away and have a night off, right? So if I'm like, oh, sure, I'm free, yeah, you know, thinking they want to go out to dinner or do something fun, it's like, oh, why don't you just cover my church, right? (laughs) I wasn't going to be free for that. But that's James and John. They come up to you, Lord, and they ask this kind of totally open-ended question. We want, we want you to do whatever we ask of you. <laughs> we, want, we want the whole thing. Um, and can, can, we ask, can we ask and can you promise that whatever we ask, you're going to do? Um, there's something, though, beautiful and childlike in that prayer. And we, we could ask ourselves in our prayer, are we, are we that childlike with our Lord? That, that we, we ask like little children. We want, um, Jesus, I want you to do whatever I ask. Right and Anything I ask, you, you need to promise, like pinky promise, that, that you're going to do it. Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. And Jesus said to them, what, what do you want me to do? <laughs> right. Father <laughs> Jesus, are you free on Saturday night? It depends, why? <laughs> like, what's, why, what's up? Oh, uh, I don't know, what, what's going on? Oh, you want to go out to dinner? Sure, yeah, that'd be great. You want to, you know, cover my parish for me? I may not be free. so No, but our Lord asks, well, what do you want, right? What do you want? What do you want? what do you want? what do you want me to do for you? I wonder sometimes in our prayer, you know, Jesus actually asks this question a lot. This is a, a regular question that our Lord asks. Well, what do you want? What do you want me to do for you? And, and I wonder if our Lord asks us, Lord, if you ask us that, well, what, what, do we, what do you actually want me to do for you? What, um, what do you want? Can we answer that? Is that something that Jesus, you know, turns around the question back on us? We want you to do whatever you want. Well, what do you actually want? What do you really want? Jesus, here, here in your presence, that's a, that's a great time to just pause and consider that. What do we really want? Jesus, what do, what do I really want from you? What's, what's those, that deep, deep desire of my heart? Well, James and John, they, they ask big, they, they're, they're going to swing for the bleachers here, um, grand slam one try, right? Grant that, grant us to sit one at your right and the other at your left in your glory, right? That is like if, you're, if someone's on a throne, whoever's immediately to their right and immediately to their left, is um, that, that's the money seat, right? You want to be right there. And so they're, they're asking big. They're asking for the whole thing. And, and I think that that is, for us, a, as well, like a beautiful, a beautiful ask, right? To, to really ask our Lord for big things. Jesus, when he comes before you in this time of prayer, do we really ask you for, for big things? I think in a particular way on these Friday night meditations, from the perspective of youth, right? James and John are, are young. They are, um, it's estimated, John, John the Apostle, who is probably the, the youngest of the group, is probably only a teenager, right, in his, in his mid to late teens at the time of the gospel, probably. That's what some people say. And so here, I mean, here, here he is. He's, he may not even be 18 years old yet, right? He may just be, you know, 16, 17, and, and he's shooting big. I, I want to sit at your right or at your left. Um, we, that's where we want to be. And I think one of the, the struggles that we can all go through in our youth is... Is when we lose that. When we don't have that. When we're not aiming big. I, I don't want great things. I'm not. Um, I'm not interested in, in kind of greatness. No, we want. We should want to be great, right? Um, we, we want to do big things. We have. We have big dreams. If we if we don't have in our life of faith these big dreams, if we don't want big things, well then we're already starting off. Um, we're already starting off kind of behind the, behind the count, down in the count, right? We, um, if we're not asking big, Jesus, do I want big things? Do I, do I really have this, this desire for, for total greatness? I, I want to be a great saint. Maximilian Kolbe wrote that as kind of point number one for his rule of life. I must be a saint and a great saint. I have to be a great saint. Is that something that we each see in our life? in our conversation with you, Lord. I have to be a great saint. Not just any saint. Not just mediocre. Lord, I want to be great. And in your church, in the life of the church, in the life of grace, Jesus, I want to be great in your presence. I want, I want, to, be, I want to be one of the best saints. Like I want to be an actual canonized saint, right? And I should be striving for that. Without it being any kind of worldly pride, like, I want my picture hanging on the outside of St. Peter's Basilica one day, and for the successor of St. Peter, the vicar of Christ on earth, to declare that I am a saint, and that the, light, the way that the life of grace was alive in my soul, and that I cooperate with God's grace, is a model for all people in the world to follow. Like, that's what we want. And there's, each of us, on account of our baptism, is called to that real, canonizable holiness. We want to be great saints. James and John, they, they ask big. Command, command that we sit, one at your right and one at your left, when in your glory. Now, that's, you know, that's really good. But Jesus says, like, yeah, okay, it's really good, we're asking big, but you don't, you don't realize what you're asking for. You, you, don't, you don't realize that the path that that's, going to, um, that that's going to have to go down. Jesus said to them, you don't know what you're asking. They, they don't realize the, the struggle that they're going to have to go through. James here is going to be the first of the apostles to be martyred, right? Probably within five years of this conversation, maybe less, he will be dead um, and alive in heaven for all of eternity but he will have been killed within a few short years of this very conversation. You don't, you don't even know what you're asking. Can you drink? Are you able to drink the chalice that I drink? Or to be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized? Now, if they were paying attention, they would have realized that he just predicted his passion. And so they would have gotten like, oh, this is what it means, right? If we're going to follow you, in glory, Lord, we have to first follow you in death, in suffering, in daily little ways and in big ways, even in martyrdom. John, John the Evangelist, the apostle, didn't get martyred. He's the only apostle to not die by martyrdom. They tried, right? Uh, he was exiled. He was definitely um, beaten multiple times. We even read about it in the Acts of the Apostles. I think he was put in boiling oil at one point, but he didn't die. He, um, but, but like he, he suffered even him tremendously you don't realize in what you're asking are you able to drink the chalice that i'm going to drink or to be baptized with bachel- baptism with which i am baptized and here i love and here is a, a model for our our youthful love of god that the the zeal of youth they say posumus. that's it it's just it's one word in latin and Probably in the Greek, too. In English, we got three. We are able, right? But that doesn't, that doesn't sound as good. We, we are able, right? We can would be a little bit better. We can do this. Can you? Can you drink the chalice that I'm going to drink? We can. One word, posumus. We can do this. That's the zeal, Lord, that you want. Can you, can you be a great saint? Father Casey, can you be a great saint? Are you willing to, to suffer a little bit more every day, to make sacrifices, to be generous? Jesus could ask that of each one of us in our prayer, by name. Are we willing to make sacrifices, to really drink the chalice that our Lord drinks, to really follow him? Where I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. I don't know what the next day's going to bring. We don't have everything perfectly calculated, but can you just follow me? Wherever it leads. Are you willing to follow me? Can you do this? (laughs) No. (laughs) I can't do that. You crazy, Lord? I can't do that. No, that's the wrong answer. Possumus, We can. We can do this. Is it possible that the Catholic Church in the state of Connecticut can be revitalized that there cannot just be one, two saints from the United States of America and from our area, but there could be a good number, every one of us, real canonizable saints. Can you live that life of real holiness, really following our Lord in His chalice, of real suffering, of being willing to make sacrifices every single day, being gen- generously responding to the Lord? Who blesses us so often with the cross? Can you do this? Posimus. Yes. Yes, we can. Yes, we can, Lord. That's, that's what we want. That's, that's the right answer. They, um, James and John, they, they express this, this zeal of youth that we need. We need this so bad. We need it in our church. We need it in our parish we need it locally, in the local church, in the archdiocese. We need this zeal of youth. Yeah, we can do this. Absolutely. We can, we can change the world. We can set the world on fire for love of God. If we're willing to give ourselves entirely over to you, Lord, we can do it. We can follow you 100% with your grace. I can't do it on my own. Left to myself, I'll, I'll fall down. I won't be able to. Um, I won't be able to follow you even a single day without without your grace, Lord. But here with you, starting things right with you in your presence, Jesus, I can do everything. You're, you're there, strengthening me. I can do anything. St. Jose Maria reflected on on this passage, this posumus, um, particularly in his work with university students. And so he writes, Jesus called us too and asks us, as he asked James and John, Are you ready to drink the cup? The cup, which means giving yourself fully to the will of the Father, which I'm going to drink. Posimus. Yes, we are ready. Yes, we can. Is the reply of James and John. Are you and I really ready to carry out in everything the will of our Father God? Have we given our Lord our whole heart, or are we attached to ourselves and our interests and comfort and self-love? Is there anything in our lives out of keeping with our Christianity, something which makes us unwilling to mend our ways? Today, we are given the chance to set things straight. Posters, we can but are we really willing to give everything? Jesus emptied himself totally. That's from St. Paul's letter to the Philippians. So he's in the form of God, Jesus did not deem equality with God something to be grasped at. Rather, he totally emptied himself, taking the form of a slave. Well, what about us? Are we really willing to empty ourselves? If I'm, if I'm full of myself, if I'm full of, of my my own selfish little desires. I can never be filled with the grace of God. And so we could ask, really, have we given our Lord our whole heart? Are we attached to ourselves, to our interests, to our comfort, and to self-love, right? Jesus, I want to be a great saint, but in nine minutes, I'm going to hit the snooze button, right? I'll start being a snake, but nine more minutes, right? Until then, I'm going to be a sleepy saint. Um, No, like really, I want to, like right now, Lord, posimus. I can't, I can't possibly do, I can't possibly be nice to this person. I can't, I can't do it. They just get on my nerves so bad. Posimus, we can, yeah. That's a beautiful little aspiration. Anytime, anytime we're overcome with difficulties. We think I can't do this. I can't, nope. This is, this is outside of my comfort zone. I had a great opportunity this past week. Maybe I told some of you about it. I um, I don't like mayonnaise. I don't like tuna fish. And um, I was at I would I was over at a priest's house and um, get there for dinner for lunch, and what is it? It's tuna sandwiches. And they are it's not just like a little bit of mayo. There's like a, it's like I was the last one there, so it's like a pool of mayo. In the bottom of the bowl with the tuna there, as looked at it. And then I noticed he had some bacon off on the side, kind of out of the way. I said, What's that bacon? And, um, oh, I don't know. Maybe I can have that, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll be creative, right? I had a total opportunity to offer it up out of love, to be charitable. Here's this priest prepared this wonderful tuna for me with mayo all over it, being generous with the mayonnaise that I can't stand. And, um, and I said, I'll have bacon instead, right? I can't possibly eat tuna covered in mayo. I can't do it, Lord. What would have been better in that moment? Posimus. Yeah, I can eat this. You made it out of love. I can do it. And I can do it with a smile. I was just reading today in uh, Story of a Soul, St. Therese's uh, autobiography, that there's this, this, you know, one very difficult sister who needed a little extra help getting to the refectory and getting seated and was very kind of particular and cranky and like, oh, no, you're going too fast. You're going to knock me over. No, no, you're going too slow. Keep up. You're going to knock me over. It was never right, right? And so Therese would finally get her there. No one else wanted to help this nun and then would um, help her get seated. But you got to get her seated just the right way. And then even Therese, like at that point, she could go and leave. But Therese knows the nun had, had trouble kind of breaking the bread that they were eating, so she would break it for her. And she said she finished off with a nice big smile, right? And that's when we top things off, Lord, with a smile. Because I can. I can serve you in these little ways. And the most insignificant details, because Jesus, to you, nothing is insignificant. Posthumus, We can. We can do this. I think, you know, it's also, it's, it's the we can, right? Now, this is James and John. They're together. They're brothers, but I think it's also a, an important consideration for us. It's not, po- it's not just posum, right? I can do this, but we can. We can do this. We're part, of, we're part of the mystical body of Christ. We're part of the church. And so we we can do it. And when I, when I do one action or another, little things, it's not just me. You know, I, I do it, yes. But the angels and the saints are praying for me and helping me. Can I do this all alone? You know, the posumus, we can, plural, we, we can. I can't. Jesus, we, together, we can. We can do anything. My guardian angel praying for me, helping me. We can. We can do it together. And the saints, the saints who love me and are praying for me, well, with their help, we can I heard, um, I know I shared it, I think, on the, on the Feast of the Guardian Angels, but I heard a, a priest saying about the angels that um, if we aren't really foolish, if we walk into a room and we're one of 50 and the other 49 people there are opposed to some good action. Well, we've actually got them outnumbered because we've got all their guardian angels, me, and my guardian angels. And so we outnumber them 51 to 49. So we win, right? If we're not really foolish, we can consider we can do this because I'm never acting alone in anything I do as a child of God. I'm never acting alone. Jesus, you're there. You act with me and through me. And you have a plan for me. So am I willing to dream here in your presence, Lord? Am I really, really willing to dream and to dream big? I want to be a great saint, Jesus. It's not enough just to be mediocre. You know, mediocre Catholicism lends itself to empty churches. If we're going to be mediocre, lukewarm, well, let's all just you know, get the weekend started earlier with the partying and all the nonsense and all that, right? If we're just going to be mediocre Catholics, we want to be great. We want to be on fire with love for you. We want to dream big, really big. I love vision casting, right? Barrett, our, our team director of the last two years, is like a great vision caster, right? She would just start talking about the vision, of what this can be. If that's what God wants. The vision of greatness. Of souls coming to you, Lord. To vision cast. I don't know, it seems like a, like a Dungeons and Dragons like power, right? <laughs> vision casting level 32, right? Roll a d20 plus 11. Um, no, like that's what we want. To dream and to dream big. If we dream really big of how people will come to know you, Lord. St. Josemaria would have another saying, which is dream, in your, even your dreams will fall short. Right? Dreams, dream and your dreams will fall short. That if I dream big of what God wants for my life, how I'll follow him, the good that he'll do through me, I want to dream big, and then even my dreams are going to fall short of the incredible work that God will do in and through my life. Dream and your dreams will fall short. But if we if we start small, if we start slow, if we decide I'm not gonna not gonna go too far, I don't I don't wanna ask big. Nah, I just gotta just gotta be a mediocre Catholic, just gotta get be normal. Right? Yeah, look, it's good to be natural. It's good to not be weird, right? Don't be weird. That's good. But be normal in the sense of be mediocre, no. Now, don't be normal. Be supernatural. Filled with natural and supernatural virtues. Be on fire with love of God. But not just, oh, just be a normal Catholic. Don't really know, don't say the responses out loud at Mass. Definitely not people think you're being so pious. Like, no, you know, don't spend any extra time praying. We got 45 minutes a week. That's when we go to Mass on Sunday. No extra time for that. Don't ever go out of your way to come to a time of adoring our Lord and the Blessed Society, just be normal. No, forget that. Be extraordinary. In love, totally, with our Savior Jesus Christ. Dreaming big. Jesus, I want you to do whatever I ask. Whatever it is, the confidence to come to you and just ask that. Whatever I ask you, Jesus, I want you to do that. Now, it may, we may get, um, spoiler warning, it doesn't really go 100% well for James and John, Right? It's like, so Jesus says, he's like, well, yeah, you're going to drink the chalice that I drink, and with the baptism with which I am baptized, you will be baptized. That's a wonderful uh, lesson in grammar as well, right? And with the baptism with which I am baptized, you will be baptized. But to sit at my right and my left, that's not mine to give. You're going to do these things, but it's not mine to give who's at my right and who's at my left. It's, um, it's for those who, for whom it has been prepared. Um, and so, they um, just yes, dream in your dreams of fall short. We want to be great saints, St. Saint James and St. John. These two fishermen from Galilee who just happened to meet the Messiah are great saints. They're apostles. They're pillars of the... They've got pictures of them here in our church in New Britain, Connecticut. These two fishermen who were willing to dream with you, Lord. And so let us dream and dream big. Posimus. We can do it. Whatever you call us to, Lord, we can. Whenever dreaming big, whenever having something big, we should always go to our mother. Ask our mother to pray for us. She, she, she's a mother of God. No small plans with Mary. She was asked to be the mother of God himself, our Savior. And so she has, she knows, in her, even in her youth, again, she wasn't all that old at the Annunciation. Just a teenager. But she knows what it is as a young person to give her heart, her entire life, entirely over to God to say, yes, fia, posimus. And so we ask, we ask our mother to help us in this, to be generous with you. So following you faithfully and lovingly, um, we can dream. And even our dreams will fall short of the wonders you work for us. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.